comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a Jittery Monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey podcast network. Not just a brand new episode, but the last episode of 2022. Assuming it gets recorded or, or produced and edited and published on time, otherwise it's the first episode of 2023. Let's hold on now. What I like, well, produced and edited. We don't really edit. You you add in the beginning, beginning and end musical clips, or what are you going to call it? the intro and the outro, Mike, and then and then make sure the sound sounds somewhat good. And that voice you hear is the co-host of the year, Mike Luther. Happy New Year, Mike. Yes, Happy New Year to you as well. Do you have any uh, New Year's uh, resolutions? I think that's is that what it's called. It's called yeah. a, a resolution, yes. Yeah. Um, It's not a healthy one. Okay. It's not like lose weight because I've kind of given up on that. It doesn't have to be. But what's, your, what's your resolution? Probably try more beers from other breweries. Okay. That's that sounds like a fun one. I, yeah, yeah. Mine is mine is to lose weight. I wanna, OK, I, yeah. I I'm not I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I have to stop you right there mm-hmm. because I, I I saw you this week. I, I w- it was in between. It was a work day and I stopped yes. and I I spent some time with you at your uh, your Casa de Mike uh, or I guess Miguel. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. And and I got to say, you have redistributed you know the the midsection area to the upper body in a fent you look great sir well i appreciate that but if, i still if you re- shaved if you shaved you would look uh like a 28 year old you know what uh i when this beard does get trimmed which will probably be about march it will uh, it will be like significant difference uh but no i do i do want to lose weight uh but with that being said uh, right now i am drinking the christmas ale uh from uh Breckenridge Brewery this is I put it in a a, a glass mm-hmm. and realized how dark this actually is mm-hmm. like that is that is dark dark and it, it, the glass is compliments of my brother's family from Christmas this is the co-host of the year glass yeah that that's tremendous uh bit of of custom etch work that uh, they did so uh shout out to uh, Mike's brother for uh you know playing along I guess if nothing else <laughs> He, I got, uh, and you know this, I'm telling everybody else, but I got four glasses. I guess they're like pint glasses or whatever. They're pretty nice. But yeah, one says close to the year. And it is, I only said etched, I think is what it is. And then one's uh, Nelson and Murdoch. Then I got Star Labs. And the, what else Flash. did I get? Oh, wait, the Flash is Star Labs. Uh, Spider-Man. Daily Bugle, yes. Daily Bugle. Yes. I knew it was Spider-Man related. Related, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're drinking a Christmas ale, a mm-hmm. very good Christmas ale. I have uh, completed my Breckenridge Brewery Christmas ale, one and a third gallon, okay. uh, little mini cake. And by say completed, they do recommend that from the time you tap it uh, to have a drink in about a 48-hour period. I, I didn't do that. That's a lot of beer for one man to put down. 
but I went to get uh, uh, pour myself a beer uh, from it tonight, and it didn't quite taste as as fresh. So uh, while it's not officially tapped, it, it's 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 donezo. But I stopped at Total Wine today and got a new six pack, mostly of winter beers. Uh, there is a Smittix Red Ale, Irish Red, uh, in there as well. But I went a little off my norm for this one that I'm I'm picking out tonight. It's cold, uh, thankfully, but it is from Goose Island. Okay. And Goose Island Beer Company uh, is, I think, known primarily for their IPAs. Uh, but since I was trying to stay on point on theme. I got one can of their Christmas IPA, and as you can see here, Mike, it is the can is decorated to look like an ugly sweater. Okay, um, it is seven and a half percent ABV. As I mentioned, it is a uh, an Indiana pale Indiana <laughs> India pale ale. I think Indiana pale ale is a little different. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, it is thirty eight IBUs, so it's a little uh, higher on the bitter. Uh, scale than I normally go, but it does say it's festively smooth, so we'll find out. Again, Mike, you'll be able to see the face from the first drink, the mm-hmm. first taste, to, to see if this was a good decision by me or not, but here we go. Christmas okay. IPA, Goose Island Beer Company. Let's find out. He's taking a swiggy swig, switches around, and he goes, yes, he goes, hmm, he goes, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, Goose Island, actually, I, I know of them for their three one two beer. Mm-hmm. That's I, I've had that before. And I, I fairly remember it being pretty well. Um, it, it, it's weird. It has a, it definitely has seasonal notes. Don't okay. ask me to get into specifics. I'm not that smart. Uh, it's got a little bit of the bitterness, the hops to it. Um, but overall, it's enjoyable. It is, dare I say, I can confirm, festively smooth. All right. Well, perfect. That's one acquisition I made today. Uh, we both made acquisitions at our favorite store earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking, of course, about Target. I'm, I'm sure somebody likes Target. <laughs> I don't care. Remember the last <laughs> no. time I've been to Target? Uh, we, we're we're pretty regular Targeters. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad. No, I'm, of course, I'm, I'm kidding. And I mean, Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois. And Mike, you went there first. I did. So I'm uh, going to let you... Go first. I basically picked up continuations of the last books I was reading. I got, uh, and you know what, best friend of the show, Josh, is going to like this because I'm already, I got picked out volumes, I had to look now, four and five of Lock and Key. Once again, I'm, I'm reading these, I'm enjoying these, I am realizing how different it is from the uh, TV show, which I don't get me wrong. I liked the TV show and I was watching it, but I was starting to rewatch it a little bit. And I was just like, I just want to go back to reading the comic instead, to be honest with you. Um, But then I picked, uh, and I think I want to say there's only six volumes total. And then maybe there's additional stories. I'm not sure. But as far as what I have, I think there's only six total. And then I picked up, Volume four of DC's Universe Reboot, Reboot, geez, Rebirth of the Flash. Now, and Greg, I told you this story already, but I'll tell anybody else that's listening. And this is kind of like fine comics come, coming full circle. 
So when I first got into or wanted to get into reading comics, I actually went to Twilight Comics once. Well, actually, no, at the time it was Twilight Comics Shiloh, Illinois, I think, or O'Fallon, Illinois, wherever you would consider that. They were in a different place. Shiloh. Yeah. And I went there not really knowing what I wanted, not knowing much about comics at all. I, I see the flash. I pick it up. And I think I, I bought a couple other ones, I think. But I, I remember the Flash one because I started reading and I was like, this isn't making sense to me. It's It felt like it was in the middle of the story. And sure enough, I looked and it's volume five I picked up instead of volume <laughs> one, which is where you should start. You should start a volume. One. So anyway, I don't honestly don't even think I finished it. I just put it off to the side. And I think shortly after me and you were you invited to the podcast, you know, and then you started letting me borrow comic books and stuff. Fast forward to, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago when I picked up volume one of a Flash series that I was just like, okay, this seems interesting. And I, you know, it's a volume one, so that's good. And as I read volume one, read volume two, I'm finishing up volume three now, bought volume four. And then I was, I looked at the picture for volume four. I'm like, this kind of seems somewhat familiar, like the art. And I didn't even notice like the, the art style of it is similar. I'm like, let me look. I remember at home I had volume five and it was called negative. I just remember that. And I like That's look a good on memory. The, yeah. And I look on the shelf and because I, well, here's the thing. I see it all the time and it's almost like it haunts me. Like just, <laughs> just this doesn't even belong. Well, now it does because without me even realizing it or trying it, I've been reading what will lead me to volume five uh, uh, negative. So I have that already, which is great now. And, and when you, I don't know if I blacked out or what, but you started reading volume five and then you put it down because you're like, this doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. Okay. So after you read four, then you can seamlessly move into five and yeah, it'll all be relatively be fresh for you. Yeah. So there uh there are six volumes of lock and key. Um and my collected works uh there that best friend of the show, Josh, uh is holding hostage at this point, I think. Um, like, I don't know, do, Josh, do you need more barbecue sauce? Like, do we need to, to arrange a, an exchange? Uh, but it's three, uh, hardcover volumes. Oh, but after you get and read volume six, then I can get you the, uh, that prequel tie-in that I bought yes. last year. Yes. This past year. Yes. So. Um, sorry. Uh, I forgot to mention one thing about lock and key volume four. Um, Bill Watterson, did he create um, Calvin and Hobbes or draw or create whatever you want to call it? Uh, I think so. I think so, too, because. Yes. This, OK, that's what I thought, because I don't know if you remember this or not. When you read volume four, um, it says to Bill Watterson at the bottom. And the art style is very similar to Calvin and Hobbes. Which, Are you showing me this? Yes, I'm, I'm going to show you. I don't know, then I'll you probably get a good yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and which is, I I'm trying to figure out. It's an odd, oddly placed, I suppose. Uh, tribute. Yeah, because like Bill Watterson is still alive. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Are they, are yeah. they still doing Calvin and Hobbes books? No, they stopped doing. Here's the weird thing about Calvin and Hobbes is. Calvin and Hobbes as a series only ran for 10 years from 85 to 95. And then he just was like, I'm done. 
I, I, whenever I think of Calvin and Hobbes, I think of spending the night at my aunt's house because she would have Calvin and Hobbes, like on guess some called books, comic mm-hmm. books, whatever. And I would pick them up and read them. And I, I always thought they were pr- pretty funny and stuff. Uh, um, that, that's the great, I think, part about Calvin and Hobbes is there's a, a lot. I mean, the art style is, you know, very kid friendly. Yeah. But the adventures and the conversations and some of that introspection uh, is it, really good for all ages. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And nobody whizzes on a Ford emblem better than Calvin. <laughs> That's how I forgot all about that. Yeah. I, yes. The whole Calvin peeing on thing. That was popular for a while. That was everywhere. Yeah. For a while. And, and still, you know, you see like the. And I, I say that jokingly. I don't care what yeah you know brand of vehicle people drive, and and I'm partially loyal because I worked for uh, you know a dealership, and and so I you know, but uh, like I like the people who take it really seriously, you know, and and have those little decals on the back of their uh, souped up, lifted up, uh, big old wheel and dual exhaust, big up trucks <laughs> with Look, the truck nuts. This this might uh, get us to lose some listeners, but if your whole personality is based upon what car you drive, I'm I'm sorry, that just it, sad. We're a comic book podcast, not a NASCAR podcast, so I think we're not going to lose any any. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you're right. Now, uh, if we would have said, if your whole basis of personality is is wrapped around the fact that you heart batman mm, no if your whole personality is based on what comics you read that's great that sh- it should be that yeah 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 uh, speaking of comics last one i will <laughs> say i don't last one i got was uh i got uh book two of saga the swamp thing written by ellen moore which this one isn't even open this still has wrapping on it mm-hmm. i i tend to take it off at some point in time when i read it I, you'll be so proud of me. Uh, let's see. That top yeah. book right there. Yeah. That's uh, book one of Saga of Swamp Thing. Okay. I found Loca- it. Locating it is the is the first step. It is. Um, I also made it to Twilight Comics, Suvance Illinois. Okay, yes. I don't know. That was, I was trying on something there. Uh, I tried. It was good. I tried. I failed. <laughs> Learned never to try. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I got, uh, among other things, which I'll get to, issue 11 of Berserker, the uh, Matt Kent, Keanu Reeves. Uh, by the way, I, I say that because there are no vowels in it, but Berserker is, is the name of it. Uh, issue 11 of 12. And then on the very back, after the story portion, which, by the way, I read in the few minutes that you were saying, I need 10 minutes, maybe less. There's a little back and forth conversation between Matt Kent, Keanu Reeves, where they announce that issue 12 will be coming out in March. Jesus. But, but it's going to be a double. Okay. All right. All right. So they're very excited about it. And I'm, I'm, I, I read issue 12, as I mentioned, and then I said, or, I'm sorry, issue 11. It'd be very cool if I read issue 12 before. Then I said, <laughs> none of this, like, none of the buildup 
not like page one, none of it makes sense. What happened in did I actually read issue ten? Right. So I found it, I'm flipping through it, and I'm like, okay, kind of maybe. So what I'm really excited for is before like like the when I get issue twelve, I it's my hope like I'm gonna spend a few days reading one through eleven, having it all fresh in my brain so right. that I can have the big payoff uh, in issue 12. So that's my hope. Um, The other one I just found out about this past Tuesday, the day before I went to Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois. It's a new release. And this is, I started reading it. I have not finished it. I think it is a one shot. It might not be, but it is John Stewart, Emerald Knight. And uh, the font is clearly in in the Green Lantern font, but uh, based on the context that I can, you know, glean from what I've read so far, none of their rings or their power batteries work, and it is all all the Green Lantern power's been absorbed by John Stewart, and he's he's not hoarding it like uh, Hal Jordan did when he was uh, infected by Parallax, you know, decades back. He he's they're doing their best to drive away an evil entity. Um, so I, I've started that and it's enjoyable so far. And then the one that I am, I'll be honest with you, it's a much bigger book than I was anticipating, but I'm still equally excited for it. And it is Strange Adventures. And this is from Tom King, who did such great work on Mr. Miracle, as well okay. as some some Batman. And uh, I really don't know anything about uh adam strange so i'm i'm excited to just go into this clean slate and and you know with with no exterior context and just take from it what i can so but this is i mean that's a that's pretty thick that's a thick boy that's that's a big one so um i believe that has me all caught up well actually you got you got more comics you got a whole box full of comics (laughs) I can't lift that up for the purposes of putting them all in front of the camera for the audio audience. <laughs> Be like, look at this one. Look at this well, one. I did. Of, I, yeah. I got an entire. Now, serious question. Mm-hmm. Of that box of comics, how many yes. are mine and how many are yours? I honestly don't know. Oh, um, there, I would say <laughs> I would say probably the majority are yours. But I do have some of mine in there, and I—I I, I said I couldn't even tell you what. Like, I'm, maybe you have some the Justice League Dark on there. I you would have to honestly go through it. I think you will know which ones are yours. Who knows? If you have if you have a question about, it's, it's, uh, send me a, a picture or who say who's is. If it's Justice League Dark, it's pro- it's probably mine. I uh, did have like volume one or two of New Fifty Two Justice League Dark, so. Or maybe okay. See the now I'm I'm forgetting now, um, but because I know I bought some Justice League Dark. You did. Uh, it's been well documented. Yeah, <laughs> but regardless, it don't matter. You you have com- if you haven't read a comic or if you don't remember if you read it, go ahead and read it, and then we'll find out whose it is. And then next time uh, you come over, I'll maybe I'll have more books for you. And then next time I go over, I'll have to plan ahead and bring more books for you. I did finish reading both volumes in the last week of weapon H. Okay. The uh, Hulk Vereen yeah. hybrid uh, lab created uh, hero. And I got to say it improved. I mean, it wasn't bad, 
I, mm-hmm. you know, I was kind of in it from the beginning, but it, it steadily, you know, increased in, in action and, uh, anticipation and cameos. Okay. <laughs> uh, for example, it's, it's a bit of a giveaway, um, but it's right there on the cover. So I feel like it's a safe spoiler. I mean, really, who is that guy on the cover with Ooh, Weapon nice. H? So that's Captain America. A couple interesting twists and turns, and as always, corporate corruption. So uh, it, it's a good read. Can't wait to get it to you. All right, perfect. I can't wait to read it. Well, Mike, you had uh, a couple of great ideas, and, and we do have some news and notes and things like that to talk about as well. But you said, Greg. There were X amount of movies released in uh, theatrically in 2022 that we should rank in order. And I'm hoping, because uh, the the what in my mind it's our least favorite to our most favorite. Yes. So we're gonna close out 2022 uh, with that list. Now we'll do some news and notes and other things that got shared on on social media, and then the show will end with our most anticipated of. 2023 movies so lists abound mike in the final episode of the year yeah and and part of that is because i was going back and listening or trying to listen to old episodes and stuff like that because i was going to do like try to do like a trivia thing um but then when i actually was the one we had for like i want to say january we probably recorded recorded in december though but it, it was kind of the same thing it was like the best movies of 2021 and the most anticipated movies of 2022. So it's like, oh, we can just do that again. I'm curious. Did you listen to that episode all yes. the way through? Yes. I'm curious if you would have had would if you wrote down like in our lists in order of like the most anticipated, and then how it tracked with you know where we ranked oh, them. Okay, here's the thing. I know. Our number, our least fate, our our least anticipated, and I know our most anticipated. That's fine. Do you do you do you want to know what they are right now? Yes. Or do you want, okay? Both of our least antip- anticipated was Batgirl, which it's worked out for us, I guess. <laughs> uh, my most anticipated was Doctor Strange two. Your most anticipated was Black Adam. Okay. Yeah. The, the rest know. in between, I don't, I don't remember. Hey, that's all right. That's a lot yeah. to ask of you. Yeah. And, and again, we had so many moving parts this year, and comp- you know, again, corporate takeovers and mergers and buyouts and things like that. Well, let's get to the 2022 movies, and in ascending order from, you know, the the turn the punch bowl to mm-hmm. the uh, uh, bell of the ball. Okay. Where would you like to? I'll, I'll let you start, Mike. Okay. And this is, I mean, there's eight of them, right? So. Yes. Now there are, it, it, by my understanding, it makes sure we're all it, it, full disclosure to the audience. We had six theatrical releases yes. and two uh, Disney Plus Marvel specials. Yes. So, and I I decided to add those on there because I'm like they're kind of movies. We didn't add the TV shows to it because um, I was like that's just gonna be too long. We'd really. be here forever. Yeah. All right. So my number eight. I'm. I'm. A, I'm thinking this is going to be your number eight as well. But who knows? Uh, I'm going with Morbius. It's Morbin time. Yes. Yes. That's what I figured. I, you know what? I. I saw it. I think when it was. You, I know you saw it in the theater. I saw it when it was like on Netflix or Disney Plus or Hulu or something. I think I don't it was remember. Netflix. It, it came on Netflix first. Yeah, and it was like okay. You know, there's tons of plot holes. 
the I would say the worst scene by far is their end credit scene. Where it has uh he goes out to like a field and then it has oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody uh in a in a suit coming down, you know, it's supposed to be the vulture, and then you hear the voice of Michael Keaton, who is clearly just like probably laying on his couch on his phone recording it. <laughs> and it doesn't make sense at all, but okay, whatever. There you know. there have been times uh pre co-host of the year, Mike Luther, where Nerds United was literally recorded with the voice memo app on my cell phone and sent to my laptop and 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 edited from there. All right. Well, I got the I got an iPhone specifically for this is going to sound horrible. Specifically for the voice memo app and the year was 2013 because I was starting to do um sports broadcasting uh for the radio station I was employed at at the time and what I would do is I'd get take the voice memo app down after the game, get some post-game quotes to incorporate into my my news story the next day. So Nice. That's why right, I, I, I stuck with an iPhone. Okay. All right. So that was your that was your number eight, right? Morbius? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's how I figured. Go ahead and tell, tell us your number seven. And I, and I think that the, the most disappointing aspect of Morbius is that there are some really good parts, but they get drowned out by some of the silly shit, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, so, which I think we'll find as we, you know, I, I erroneously thought that uh, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage was a 2022 movie. Uh, thank you for setting me straight on that. But that's again, like that's Sony's problem is they're, they're just, they're, Putting out crap movies just to you know hold on to IPs. Um, oh yeah. But anyway, my number seven, and I know it's going to be higher on your list, uh, but it's Werewolf by Night. Uh, okay, Werewolf by Night was uh, number five for me. Okay, I, I, I like the premise. I, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. I did. It's just it took me three nights to watch the 45, 50 minute <laughs> special. Um, largely because of, of work schedules and starting it at 10 or 10 30 at night and then waking up on my, in my chair at two, uh, in the morning. So, um, it, it, I like the introduce introduction of man thing. Um, you know, I, I, again, I like it. I, could they have maybe will they down the road tie in moon Knight since that is where moon Knight got his debut in the comics. Maybe it's, there are just others that I liked more than Werewolf by Night. That's understandable. Um, by the way, uh, I just realized for our upcoming 2023 one, I, I think Craven the Hunter comes out in 2023. So if you can throw that into your list somewhere, feel free to do that. I, I just looked up, but double check because I, which is weird. October 6th. October 6th, 2023. Okay. By the way, it's not going to be hard for me to throw that one in, but. Just to let you know. Um, back to back to World by Night. Yeah, I I enjoy this. It's higher up on my list because it's something we hadn't seen before. I'm not a huge fan of the the or I don't even you call it kind of horror drama or j- genre, but I I enjoyed it. It did. I've seen it twice. Um, it did not take me three nights to watch it. But then again, when I sit down, I don't necessarily fall asleep in five minutes. So <laughs> that, that that might be part of it. You know, show the show off. Uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, what was your number seven? 
Oh, my number seven was the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Interesting. That was my number five. <laughs> okay, okay. I, you know, I thought it was fine. I here's the thing, and it, I, a lot of these people, I, I don't, I probably have some that are ranked higher than a lot of people would like because I know this one it was like people were saying how great it is and everything. And I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. But I think for this one, they just they had um, Drax and Mantis almost too dumb. Like they were just like too ridiculous, and and just, it wasn't my thing. That's why it's lower. Still a good movie though. Still love James Gunn. It's it's top five just for the uh, uh, song at the beginning. That's fair. That's the, a good. Song. What is it? This is Christmas or what? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what's your number six then, sir? All right, my number six is the Batman. Interesting. I thought it was great. Is that just because you couldn't see it? I could. I had no idea what I was looking at. <laughs> no, uh, it it was just the last third of the movie that was just like I felt that was kind of tacked on. Mm-hmm. And, and this is probably one that like if if anybody else is is ranking this, you know, the Batman is probably in their top three, and some of them that I have in my top three are probably in their in their bottom. It just different strokes for different folks, people. Mm-hmm. I. <sighs> So the Batman is number four for me. Okay. Okay. Um, totally understandable. It. I. This is gonna sound bad. I forgot about that entire last chunk. Okay. That's <laughs> you probably <know>? better. <laughs> but I also feel like maybe they had insider knowledge on on happenings with the studio in 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 Warner DC and in the Discovery by maybe they did maybe they didn't I don't know maybe they thought this might be the only chance we get to have Robat Bat and Bat as Batman and the Bat and Bat um uh, maybe they just felt they had to throw everything in there you know um I I, think, I don't know I think if Henry Cavill didn't know about the whole uh DC thing a week before they announced it, I'm pretty sure that the Batman didn't know about it uh, almost a year before they announced it. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I I think we're going to get to a point where we've had, and may, maybe this iteration of Batman is that, all right, we've had as much um, realism. You know, now let's go back and, and make it fun. <laughs> You know, yeah. Um, and and it, and if and and not again. I like it. I I, it's it's weird. It's been out on streaming for months. I've not ever gone back and rewatched it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have that. Maybe it's because of the nature of it. There, there's. I like to laugh. I think you know that. I think yeah. our listeners like to know that. And there's not really a whole lot of laughs watching the Batman. <laughs> You know, I would say that that along because I haven't rewatched it either, and I think part of that is also because like it's a three hour movie, and I I can't that would sit. take me seven days to get there. yeah I I unless it's in a theater which obviously you go to the theater knowing like okay we're gonna be sitting here for a while if it's at home like I'll probably I would watch it for a half hour then be like I want to get up and do something else or I'm gonna watch something or you know it, uh, I I've noticed and and may, again it's the comedy aspect but. You know, and and I'll I'll name drop. You know, I'll just say The Office, or you know, it, w- when I was rewatching Big Bang Theory earlier this year, you know, I'll sit there and, and I'll watch 
three, four episodes. True. But for like a drama, you know, like for even for something like Titans or even Smallville, like it's it's one and done usually, yeah. you know, and, and it, I think it's just because, you know, me personally, I, I, I prefer to laugh, you know, and 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 just, you know. It's it's more easily digestible. Absolutely. The, the comedy stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. What number are we on? Uh, we we both uh, are number fives. No. Yes. You're yes. on number six. Okay. My my six was the Batman. Mine. Oh, okay. Mine was Thor: Love and Thunder. Okay. Uh, that was number three for me, which I okay. know that's a little bit too high up for some people. Um, hey, nobody, you gotta explain yourself. My, yeah. this, is, this is you. Look, I, there was there are, there are certain aspects of it, even though I have it up pretty high that I didn't like, but I I did like that that they did the storyline with um uh Lady Thor, and even I wasn't sure if they were gonna do the whole cancer storyline, and they went with that. Um, I thought I, I thought the action was good. I thought the I didn't necessarily like the Guardians of the Galaxy at the beginning. I I just felt it was off. Like I I don't think James Gunn wrote that part. And I I think you need James Gunn to write the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like he should have went in there writing it. Um, but you know every, everything else I liked. I like the I like the music, you know, of it. So hey, and I've seen it twice. Yeah, um, and it's it's one of those. Again, I I I'm I'm fine with Mighty Thor. You know, uh, with with Jane. Uh, I I didn't dislike the Gore the God Butcher presentation. Right. There's just so much take a YTT, Taika, Taika YTT. That is true. There, yeah. it, and if they would have, if they could have minimized that, and because Korg works great in small, small doses, doses, yes, you know, um, and and eh, it just seemed like he, you know, Taika was just trying to get himself over mm-hmm. a little too much, you know, to use some wrestling vernacular. Uh, I, I, I was. You know, we, we could have moved on from that a little sooner. You know what? To be fair, just be like fair. Forgot, just just like you forgot the last third of the Batman, I actually forgot about the Taiki Waititi part of Thor: Love Thunder. And honestly, if I I probably would have ranked a little bit lower, it might have been like four or five if if I if I would have remembered that. So, so we've got uh let let's recap my you know eight to really four is mm-hmm. Morbius Werewolf by Night. Thor: Love and Thunder, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday special uh, is my number five, and then the Batman is my number four. Um, recap yours because I know we've had a lot of overlap here in the first. Yeah, so mine was uh, starting at eight was Morbius. Then I have Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday special, uh, the Batman, Werewolf by Night, now and then number four. My number four is Black Adam. Okay. Numero dos. Numero dos. Okay. Aki. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was it's a it's a fine movie, you know. Nothing nothing outrageously bad about it. I do, I did like the Justice Society. How did they did that? Um I just when I was making my list, I was just like I just started eliminating. I'm like, okay, if mm-hmm. I had to eliminate one, which would I do? And okay, I, that was you know, just on there. Did you do a a, a one man eight movie uh Movie Madness Tournament. <laughs> yes, yes. Sort of. I, for me, um, you know, watching it that first time was such an experience because I didn't see the twist at the end. I didn't see 
spoiler uh for for anybody who hasn't watched it yet, primarily Josh. Uh I didn't see that it was the dad who you know took the powers and and went on the murderous rampage and not the boy who was gifted the powers to begin with. But I'll say this. You you slap Dr. Fate in anything mm-hmm. and and I am on board. I don't know what it is about that character. Like I'm not I I don't you know, like I don't watch magic specials, you know, you know, okay. like I respect Penn and Teller, but I'm not like, huh. but you slap Dr. Fate on something. And boy, I am, I'm there from even going back to when uh, the character appeared uh, for the first time live in Smallville a uh, number of years yes. ago. And, and there was just that little Easter egg uh, in, I think the first episode ever of uh, Constantine when it was on NBC and it's like in his, home or whatever and there's just that dusty uh helm of fate uh you know sitting on the shelf and i was like yeah you know I'm, I'm, i was here for so for whatever reason i you know i'm a mark for dr fate uh i thought hawkman was great as well um and we'll talk a little bit more i think as the episode goes on about dwayne johnson but give give the man some credit that that's a project he's been working on for well over a decade. Oh yeah. And he, and he finally saw it to fruition. So for that alone, you know, I actually have black Adam as number two. Perfect. Perfect. So now we've got our number fours in the books. Let's move mm-hmm. to number three, Mike. So we said my three, my three was Thor, love and thunder. What was your three? Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Okay. All right. And uh, yeah, no, it, nothing wrong with the picture. It, I've I've seen it once. Obviously, I don't. It's not streaming yet. Um, I saw it the day it came out. Mm-hmm. If anything, I would say that that what brought it down a little bit was my own personal movie going experience. Uh, because I the, it came out on Veterans Day, and I had booked my ticket earlier in the week completely forgetting that there's no school on veterans day. So then I had to call an audible and take my son, which was not bad. I mean, like, you know, father, son time, but he's wanting to fidget and gyrate and, you know, not sit still. And that's a long movie. So it just, it distracted a little bit. The, the movie was fine. The story was good. Um, you know, the, the changes to Namor, uh, were, I guess, acceptable. I mean, like we ain't got a choice it's accepted or don't watch the movie. (laughs) So I accepted the the changes and and moved on. Um, I like Riri Williams. I'm excited for Ironheart uh, yes. when that comes to D plus. Um, it was shocking to see the uh, the death of uh, the Queen Angela Bassett's character uh, because Angela Bassett's phenomenal, and if you can't have a Chadwick Boseman to carry a franchise, I, I think Angela Bassett is is a very strong second option. Um, but, uh, they went with Letitia Wright as the new, or, you know, Shuri as the new, uh, Black Panther and, uh, and all the, the, I, I say this with no disrespect intended, but all the insanity that, that comes with it, because anytime you make a, I still feel like in my heart of hearts, they could have just recast T'Challa, um, I, I think if they would have just recast him, I, I don't think we would have had such a great movie. I don't think we would have had a movie that shows so much uh, different sides of grief mm-hmm. and 
different, you know, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, and you've mentioned that, you know, they recast uh, Batman they, and they recast, uh, you know, Superman, all this stuff, but they, we've never had anybody die. And then they just immediately recast it. You can kind of say Joker, but it's not the same. Like, it's not like they had, you know, Heath Ledger, he passed away. And then, and then in the next, they had the, those somebody else. Right. Joker. Right. Not, you not know? in, in, yeah, there was no Joker plan for Dark Knight Rises. Right. Um, that's a good point. In fact, one of the things we'll talk about a little later in the show is the planned sequel. Like, some of the details on that planned sequel had Chadwick Boseman not passed. You know, when right. at such an early, a young age. So, uh, all right. So that's my number three, and we know your number three. Yeah, number three is still Love and Thunder. Okay. And uh, then your number two. My number two is Doctor Strange two. So wait, wait. That means that my number three is your number one. Yep. <gasps> okay. Well, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness is my number one. Well, all right, all right. Um, okay. <laughs> I, you know what, I, my, it kind of flipped back and forth between Wakanda Forever and, and Doctor Strange Two for me, but like, like I mentioned with Wakanda Forever, that's why I liked it because of what they did. I know Doctor Strange Two. A lot of people were like, kind of talking negative about it and stuff. I look, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every part of it. You know, um, it, it's not perfect by any means, but anyway, when you go your our top three favorites, like. It's it's all there. There's not one that it's like a huge standout for me, at least. I feel like you know, similarly with with my top three and and maybe closer my top two. It's well, which one am I just leaning towards that day? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, like they could be interchangeable depending on my mood. Um, for Doctor Strange, it's it's also you know similarly to what kind of forever it it is about grief and it is about loss. It is about yearning. Uh, for something that you don't have, Fair. um, yeah. and and so I I can under I can empathize with that, mm-hmm. uh, and then it is also at the same time it's a, a coming together of so many corners of of Marvel cinema, you know, albeit very briefly, but yes, yes, you know true. when you have uh, uh, Black Bolt and you have. Uh, uh, Professor X and Captain Carter and Mordo and uh, for the first time ever, you know, live. Maybe I don't know if done right, but you know, uh, you have the uh, Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic, yeah. and that that was the the internet's choice, you know, for like that's our Reed Richards, you know, um, it, it was. It, it was everything that I hoped it would be, um, and, and I got a better appreciation, better understanding, certainly of America Chavez's powers. Yes, um, you know Ed, that that multiversal ability. I I thought it was super enjoyable, a lot of fun. Agreed, absolutely. Uh, I I kind of wish that uh, this, the part you're talking about with you know uh, Reed Richards and all that. I kind of wish that they would have left that out of the trailers. Like, I wish I would have been surprised in the theater with that. I mean, we, you and I talk about that all the time. It's like, just, you know, you don't have to give everything away. Yeah. Um, So before we go on to our news and notes, I have, I told you, I looked at Rotten Tomatoes. So I have these ranked uh, with the tomato meter, which is the critic score (laughs) and the audience score. 
So starting at number eight for the tomato meter, you have Morbius, uh, then Black Adam, then Thor Love and Thunder, then Doctor Strange 2, at number four, Wakanda Forever, uh, then The Batman, Werewolf by Night, and Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Really? Yeah, and that goes from a 15% to up to a 93%. Wow, okay. Yeah. Then for the audience score, which sometimes matters more, sometimes doesn't, because sometimes you have a bunch of people that just want to, oh, we'll give... Review bomb. Review bomb, you know. Regardless, they had number eight. They had Morbius. I'll say this, and correct me if I'm wrong. Looking at the list, there's not a whole lot on this list that was going to upset certain populations. You know, like the incels, man. No, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interestingly enough, yeah. Uh, okay, so more for the audience score, we have Morbius at number eight. Then we have uh, Thor Love and Thunder, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. At number five, we have Doctor Strange 2. We have The Batman, then Black Adam, then Werewolf by Night, and then Wakanda Forever at number one. That part does not surprise me. Yeah, yeah. Neither, honestly, does Batman being kind of middle of the pack. Right, yeah. So... Well, let's get to it, shall we? In the uh, realm of news and nit, uh, we mentioned it. We teed it up a little before you moments ago, uh, but uh, Ryan Coogler, the director of Batman, uh, not Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, did put some information out there earlier about what the uh, movie may have looked like with uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman and as soon as my computer cooperates I would love to share that information with you uh, let's see it is set to pick up with the hero following the events of Avengers Endgame before jumping a few years into the future to tell a story about T'Challa and his son Toussaint mm-hmm. quote it was what are we going to do about the blip that was the challenge it was absolutely nothing like what we made It was going to be a father-son story from the perspective of the father because the first movie had been a father-son story from the perspective of the sons. In the script, T'Challa was a dad who'd had his forced five-year absence uh, front, who'd had this forced five-year absence from his son's life. The first scene was an animated sequence. You hear Nakia talking to Toussaint. uh, Toussaint, I don't know. She says, tell me what you know about your father. You realize that he doesn't know his dad was the Black Panther. He's never met him, and Nakia is remarried to a Haitian dude, which is interesting because we see elements of that at the end of the uh, the movie that we got. Right. Then we cut to reality, and it's the night that everybody comes back from the blip. You see T'Challa meet the kid for the first time. It cuts ahead three years, and he's essentially co-parenting. We had some crazy scenes in there for Chad. Our code name for the movie was Summer Break, and the movie was about a summer that the kid spends with his dad. For his eighth birthday, they do a ritual where they go out into the bush and have to live off the land. Uh, something happens, and T'Challa has to go save the world with his son on his hip. That was the movie. Uh, and uh, let's see. I'll be honest with you. That sounds kind of fun, too. Yeah, it's, it's fine, you know. And I think, I don't know if you mentioned this or not, uh, Namor was still the villain, I thought. Correct. Uh, yeah. in, in the part that's not a quote, direct quote, uh, 
that something that that something that happens would have been Namor, though it sounds like in this version, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine had a much larger role as an antagonist alongside Talokan's king. Yeah. Uh, it was a combination. Val was much more active. Kugler adds, it was basically a three-way conflict between Wakanda, the U.S., and Talokan, but it was mostly from the child's perspective. So yeah. that could have been a lot of fun. It could have been, absolutely. But, and I don't, I, I say this with no malice, no, you know, like I deal with death all the time, but like, but people die, you know, and, and I say that I'm, I'm not trying to be like a dick. Um, you know, I, I do feel we lost chatter. You take away even you, you just take away what he did as Black Panther and what he did in the MCU. The guy played Jackie Robinson. The mm-hmm. guy played Thurgood Marshall. The guy played um, the hardest working man in show business. Uh, oh, James Brown. Yes. OK, wow. thank you. I mean, he played so many legendary real people individuals mm-hmm. and then you know had had the, the fiction side wrapped up as well uh talk about just a, a a prince of a guy who who we just lost too soon um True. so um but like i said I, th- I think in the future i think we will get uh another black panther i and uh, i mean it's i'm not going to say spoiler because the movie's been out for a while but obviously we see at you know like you talked about at the end you do have um uh, his son there, which he could eventually take the mantle, or I mean, Shuri, she is technically the the black. I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say technically, she is the Black Panther in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So you do have Black Panther, but I I could I could even see them in the future recasting and doing like it's a variant Black Panther. They go to some other parallel universe, and the Black Panther there never died in battle or whatever, and then you know they 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 can bring him in or. So yeah, whatever they do would be fine. Lots of options. Mm-hmm. The, could you have imagined? I I know they wouldn't have done it because the movie came out the same year as Black Panther. But could you have imagined if if in that uh, multiverse of madness scene where it's Xavier and it's yeah, yeah. you know everybody, if there was a multiversal Black Panther, or uh, yes, or if they had Killmonger, um. And he, and he was just like he was good for whatever mm-hmm. reason, or, or they not even, they don't even mention that he's good. They just have him as part of it, like and 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 for whatever reason, the uh, my mind just took me to well, maybe it wasn't T'Challa, maybe it was his dad T'Chaka, right? Still, you know, like yeah. anyway. All right, so let's move on. We a lot of Marvel news, um, yeah. mostly, but there were some, I guess, storyboards uh, that were released uh, about the or from the canceled uh, Gambit movie, the Channing Tatum that look, I say this all purely for entertainment, not to, uh, you know, throw shade or anything like that, but clearly Dwayne Johnson cares more about black Adam than Channing Tatum cares about Gambit <laughs> because I, th- this Gambit. Well, no, movie, no, no, hold on. Hold on. It's not that he cares more. It's that uh, Dwayne Johnson has more money and it has more power and has more influence. You telling me that magic Mike can't make shit happen. He's no. magic Mike. He's no. got a magic wand. He waves he can, it around. He can, he can go a certain level. Yeah. And then and then that's it. Because I know he really wanted to do a Gambit movie. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I know because I've reading articles about it and stuff. And and then at some point in time, we're just like, you know, we can't do this anymore. Apparently, but, but the rumor has it that it, he might make a cameo in a certain upcoming Marvel movie. Don't don't get my hopes up. I'm uh, 
the movie originally uh, slated. Here's what I forgot. It was really supposed to come out six years ago in 2016. Yeah. Um, and and it was greenlit solely because Channing Tatum wanted to play the character. Yep. Uh, so we finally got some, uh, I guess, storyboards, some first looks. Uh, and I believe we have to credit. Yeah, we have. To, I don't. I don't guess we don't have to. Nobody listens to this show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, senior illustrator and storyboard artist Anthony Wynn over at Art Station. So what we have is is really just four pictures that you can't really even tell any of them look like Channing Tatum. Right. But it's you know guy in tank top and jeans sitting on the back of an old pickup truck. Why it always has to be like an old like from the fifties pickup truck? I'll never know. Uh, he empties what appears to be a bottle that would have contained a brown liquid. Mm-hmm. You see him looking at the empty bottle. His eyes glow, and he throws the bottle, and the bottle explodes with that energy the Gambit has, and that's it. Yep. It's uh, hardly enough to even mention, but we do. That's what we do. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's you know it's not one of those like where it's like oh we have we found an, uh, a trailer that they put together years ago or a concept trailer where it's like oh man this could be really good or even where we have like this is what the story would have been here's all the storyboards for it it's four pictures yeah of a teenage gambit not sure what to do with his new power yeah now if they would have let me ask you this pre Deadpool. Mm-hmm. What year Deadpool come out? You remember? I want to say like 2016. Okay. So if they would, if if someone at Fox Mm -hmm. would have done a similar cinematic trailer type for Gambit that they did for Deadpool Mm -hmm. and it got leaked accidentally. Right. right. You think that movie would have been made? Yeah, absolutely. What the hell are they waiting for? Yeah. Like Channing Tatum can pay people to put whip something together, vo- you know, slap a, a a voice track on it, and put it out there. And be like, this is almost a movie we had. Now we wouldn't have any of that fourth wall breaking because that's not what Gambit's character does. But it would be better than the Gambit we got in X Men Origins Wolverine. I th- here's the thing. Uh, I think that for Gambit, I think the furthest they probably got was a couple storyboards. I know they were trying yeah. to write a script, and nothing, nothing came of it, from what I have heard. There was they did. I don't think they shot anything. I think I even those storyboards. I think those were probably just thrown together. Like this is kind of something that could happen, you know. Whereas you compare it with uh, a Deadpool, where they actually did, you know, a, a teaser trailer for it or a concept trailer for it, right? And they were going to put that, and they, and they had a full script written as well, and they were going to put th- that out there. And you know, it, I think they did did, and then it sat on the shelf. They said, so, "Who knows? What else we got?" Well, let's stay in the Marvel movie space. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deadpool three, you know he's coming back. Yes, and that of course is the adamantium man himself, huge Ackman Wolverine. Absolutely. Is is it a one and done, or is he just back? I think it's got to be one and done. Well, here's what Hugh Ackman had to say. Quote, I imagine every movie as a one and done. That's how I see it. I'll be honest. I had a two-picture deal at the beginning, but I still assumed it was a one and done. You know, <laughs> back then, there uh, were no comic book movies, so I just take it one at a time. I'm lucky that way. I don't have to think beyond that. 
but I think it's the best way to go. So in a very non-committal <laughs> answer, he's like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I see. I, I think you're right. I think it's one and done. I think you bring him back. You tell this. You tell the story you want to tell with Deadpool and Wolverine, and then you let the guy retire because yeah, and, he's and gonna be he's gonna be almost sixty, right? He's at fifty four right now. Um, and so I, 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 it comes out in two years. Gosh, you're good. did you look that up or did yeah, you know looked, he was? No, I looked it up. Um, okay, I, I okay, smartass. Huh? I was I was looking up what his real name was. Hugh Jackman. Hubert Michael Jackman. Uh, but do you know his kids' names? Um, Wooly and um. You say Logan. Wooly. Wooly. <laughs> Would you say Wooly and Logan? Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> How better those what his real kids' names are? I I, I closed out that tab. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Look. Um. No. I, I, with being in Deadpool, you can also have it to be like he closed it out by literally just walking away and be like, "No, I'm done. Done with this." That's true. You know. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have to. You know, they because of the the foundation that's been set, the precedent that's been set with the Deadpool movies is you only have to take it as seriously as you want to take it. Yeah. You know, so you're absolutely right. If he's just like, and, and as he's, cause we've already seen a little bit of a body side of Wolverine in the, in the past, when you look at some of the X-Men first class movies. So even, even as he's walking away and Deadpool's like, buddy, Wolverine, come on, you know, however it would say. Yeah. And Wolverine just keeps walking away, but he like extends that middle claw. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, like that—that'd be—that'd be hit the perfect uh, ride off in the sunset moment. So, lastly, in the news and notes, and then we'll get to the twenty twenty three movies we're most excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, James Gunn, who's now co head of DC Studios, I suppose, has indicated that the planned HBO Max Green Lantern series has in fact not been scrapped as rumor would have uh, had you believe. Yeah. Or just the fact that it, uh, I swear it was like three years ago when they announced it and then nothing happened. They, I think they announced two cast members and then nothing happened. And then I think they announced that it was going to be based on John Stewart. I think was the last thing I heard instead of I mean, like that makes the most sense guy, guy Gardner, and I, originally it was going to be Guy Gardner and Alan Scott, I think, was the that were going to be the main focus. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. And then they said, no, we'll have Jon Stewart, which, look, I, here's the thing. Uh, with, with James Gunn at the head of DC, I've said this before. I think James Gunn, just on his own, would do an amazing Green Lantern core movie or even TV show if he wants. Because he is really good at using kind of obscure characters. And, and 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 put him together in a team. Like if if they said, okay, J- James Gunn is going to do do Green Lantern, but they're not even going to have Hal Jordan or um, John Stewart, and but they'll have any any other Green Lanterns that they want in there. I would go Omar oh, Ray. Yeah, I was I would go. Oh, it's still going to be amazing. You know, I mean, think about this: Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. I can't remember mm-hmm. the year that came out. Thirteen, maybe. Probably that sounds about right. Yeah, sure. Uh, when that was announced, even like I was, and, and I, look, I'm not saying that I'm the end all be all of of comic book knowledge. I'm not, 
Right. Uh, I Google, you know, 30% as much as everybody else. Uh, but even I was like, who the hell are the guardians of the galaxy? Yeah. And then, it, you you know, you watch it and it's got, it's got all the beats. It's got the heart, the uh, humor and the heroics. You know, those are the three beats according to Kevin Smith that every comic book, you know, show or adaptation needs, right? Heart, humor, heroics. And it's got all those in spades. So, and and then you look fast forward to the Suicide Squad, even Peacemaker, even Peacemaker. I want to say that again. John Cena's Peacemaker Mm -hmm. with his like, you know, white hood wearing, uh, you know, father, racist ass father. Elements of that had heart, humor, and heroics. Uh, And, and again, a terrific supporting cast around Cena himself, you know, uh, who, who James Gunn took some of those elements with him back to Marvel. And now he's back at DC. I mean, it's the, there's not been an individual who's bounced between the two companies as James Gunn, but I know, I feel like in his new role, he's, he's going to be at DC for a while. I, I absolutely. And I'll, I will say what, with the heart hero and heroics, I think it's also uh, it's, it's something to point out that you need it to be balanced as well, because there are certain movies where they the um, the humor of it is way too much. The and, love and thunder. Exactly. And with with his it's it's all perfectly balanced, you know. Um, and yeah, he's 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 going to be a DC for a while. Not only that, but think about what he did. Like he got they tried to cancel him. And then he got let go in Marvel. DC immediately said, please come here. We want you. Goes over to DC. And then Marvel goes, wait a minute. Well, actually, we want you still. And then and then says, okay, but I'm going to do my thing at DC. I'll come back to you guys for a little bit. And then DC basically says, like, hey, we're going to give you this gigantic job. And he goes, okay, cool. Like, I don't, I don't see that happening with a lot of other directors. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I can't believe I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up, but I feel like I have to. You know who Sam Worthington is? Yep. He's in uh, I guess now in theaters, but underperforming kind of by a lot. Uh, Avatar the Way of the Water. Uh he was in the first Avatar movie, Jake Sully. Mm-hmm. Uh Clash of the Titans, I think, is where I first remembered him. And he was in that movie I made you watch called I think Titan. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry for that, by the way. No, that wasn't a bad movie. It was, it was fine. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm learning a few things. This is from comicbookmovie.com. Technically, it was an interview Worthington did recently with Variety, but Worthington confirmed he was a front runner for two major roles back in the day as James Bond in Casino Royale. Of course, okay. we all know that went to um, Daniel Craig and and had several uh, exciting movies from that. And he was also up for uh, Hal Jordan in Green Lantern movie. Interesting. And, and the same director, Martin Campbell, directed both movies. The Australian actor recalls meeting with director prior to Ryan Reynolds being cast and had this to say, quote, it didn't make much sense to me. The suit comes out of the skin. And I was like, he's got this powerful ring that can create anything. Well, what can beat the ring? The answer was nothing. I was like, well, something needs to beat it or it won't be very interesting. <laughs> Makes a good point, really. Uh, they had the ring on the table and were like, put it on. But I'm like, it's not real, is it? It was very bizarre. 
<laughs> and then and then the then the article comicbookmovie.com says no sam it wasn't an actual magical space ring <laughs> uh but uh yeah the the way of water avatar i i think the way it's performing is is making the studio think that maybe we don't need 10 more of these well i think they've already filmed uh, I, I thought they filled them back to back. I swear they they have two and three already filmed. I think I think you're right. Two, or, of, of course, in theaters now. Three, I believe, is filmed. Um, yeah, but we don't know when that's going to be, and because we don't know when it's going to be, we can't potentially add it to our 2023 movies that we're most excited about. But Mike, we can get into the movies that we do know are coming in 2023, unless right. one of the major studios changes their mind and pushes something back. I'm very curious what yours is. I I, th- I think we both have the same number seven is my guess. Oh no, I should eight eight number eight because uh, I you know what I think because remember we had to add Craven the Hunter. Yeah, but that made number seven for me. That's your number seven. Okay, we're going. Okay, no, no, no. I mean that that made seven movies on the list. Mm, okay, I'm gonna. I'm. This is not my list. I'm just okay. reading them off. Uh, Quantumania. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Yep. The Marvels. Yep. Aquaman 2. Yep. Shazam 2. Oh, I, I missed that one somehow. Okay. Thanks for reminding me, sir. No problem. All right. Well, Greg uh, redoes his list. All uh, good. I'm ready. All right. Perfect. Now we're back. And I say one... Okay, four and four. Four from DC, four from Marvel. Okay, nice. Which is, is funny, and and I guess, I don't know if we want to talk about it now or talk about it at the end, but it's like, how exciting are these DC movies going to be knowing that there's a pot- potential like reset coming, you know, in 2024? True. You yeah. know, it's like how they're, they can't be open-ended, can they? I mean, they have to have a, I feel like they have to have a, like a set conclusion, like that's the end of the story because like we didn't even talk about it, but uh, Warner Discovery is in giving consideration to rebooting the whole Harry Potter franchise. Oh yeah. Like A to Z starting from scratch and rebooting it like new actors and all the roles. And it's just like, but why? Like, I don't think they're that I'd have to look, I'm not going to, but I'd have to look, see when the first movie came out, but I think it was 2001. Yeah. Does that sound right to you? That's, that sounds about right. Um, I I I think for for the Harry Potter thing, I think that's a bad. It was two one two thousand one. Son of a bitch, I was right. You know, okay, and I'm so, not a, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. I like Harry Potter, but I'm I, I wasn't one that was you know I had to go out and get the books and I had to stand in line to, to see the movies. In fact, I, just recently in the last probably like two years, I finally watched all the movies. But I know that the people that are big fans of it, I I think they just like to watch the movies, and it's not, you know they don't need a, a, a reboot for it. And I even think like, well, you might go, okay, but those fans are, they're, they're honestly probably in their, their twenties and thirties right now. Um, or older. Or, or older. Um, and so you have a new group of uh, kids coming up that would, would, would want to watch it. But I think even the young kids, if they want to watch it, or if they just start getting into um, Harry Potter now, then I think the, the movies would still be fine for them. I, I think, and and I think maybe this is where, if if Warner Brothers Discovery sets out to do, you know, to to reboot Harry Potter, right? Mm-hmm. 
what happens if they make the first movie and it absolutely flops, like almost yeah. almost a hard boycott by all the the Potterverse fans? Mm-hmm. You know, like how how much do does the studio dig their heels in and say, no, this is the plan, we're going to stick to the plan, or do they, you know, be like, well, all right, the people have spoken and they don't want it, we're just going to take this one off the shelves. I think if it if it the first one bombs, I think they're still going to make two more. I think I think they'll do three total. Okay. You know, uh if if it bombs. Because think about what they did with, with Fantastic Beasts. And that's kind of part of the because Fantastic Beast didn't do as good as they wanted it to, that's which is part of the agreed. reason that they're wanting to reboot Harry Potter because they don't have anything else. But also along with it, like, okay, what are you going to do differently? Like what's going to make this Harry Potter besides new actors and actresses, what's going to make this stand out where people go, Oh, I have to see that. Like was the, the Harry Potter movies where they so vastly different from the books. I don't think so. I'm sure there was, I'm sure there was some differences um, that there, there had to have been, but I don't, but you know, I, I just don't know. And, and I, I don't disagree. I, I, I think they hit all the necessary beats. I've mm-hmm. never read the books, so I'm not the one to say, you know, they overlooked this right. minute detail, blah, blah. But, I, and again, this is for Mike's benefit, and no, nobody listening is going to be able to, like, the first book is yay thick. Yeah. You know, it's, by the time they got book. to... Yeah, but by the time they got to Deathly Hallows, it's like almost three times that, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, of course, they split that one into two movies, but still, it's... So much of just the 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 trio walking around the forest and hiding from the bad guys, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know I so I don't I don't necessarily think that a reboot of that property it, it twenty years after the first movie, you know, came out is yeah. the best decision. Here's but, the movie. Here's the movies you don't need to reboot: Harry Potter, Back to the Future. There are a lot more movies than that, sir. Yeah, those are the two main ones. Mm. Uh, it's a wonderful life. It, reboot it. The Ten Definitely Commandments. Reboot Definitely reboot it. Absolutely. What do you got against Charlton Heston? You prick. Absolutely reboot it. Change it up. You know, <laughs> make make new commandments. Sheesh. Be like, fifteen. We need we need more now. Moses, now, coming thou, down. thou shall not tweet at three o'clock in the morning. Whatever you know. Moses coming down from uh, the mountain, you know, instead of a long robe, he's in like flip flops and a, right. and, a, and Bermuda shorts, and and he's got two tablets, but they're like Samsung Galaxy tablets, man. Yeah. See, look, we <laughs> already a, wrote a better. We already wrote a better movie. Stop it! Oh. You stop it right now. All right. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this, Mike: Can we get through this list in six minutes, or do we need to? Uh, Let's try to do it in six minutes. Okay, let's try. All right. Okay. Uh, the 2023 movie that you're least looking forward to? Uh, Craven the Hunter, obviously. The Flash. Are you joking? And I'll tell you why. At this point, I'm just tired of the whole Ezra Miller situation. Look, Ezra, Ezra Miller is a piece of shit. <laughs> no doubt about it. But I have heard so many great things about the flash movie now if part, part of what you said is true where it's um yeah we're gonna reboot everything but still like if you heard the things i've heard about what they're gonna do with this flash movie where it's it, it's part of multiverse 
it's hold on it's um <laughs> they're introducing um not introducing but you're going to have the the michael keaton batman and you're going to have the ben affleck batman um there's gonna be time travel involved you 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 would be excited about it Agreed. i was just gonna say what the hell okay, have you heard and not told me about it because i'm because I'm, <laughs> I'm i actually look at stuff online well thanks for sharing it with me you jerk oh uh, but okay, so that well, okay, I, I that apologize, because folks, you should have seen the look on his face when I said he's like, oh, "Are you kidding?" I I can't be okay. Okay, so that okay, that's your number eight. <laughs> yep. All right, number seven. What's your number seven? Uh, honestly, it's Craven the Hunter. Okay, mine's okay. Um, mine was the Marvels. That's my number six. Okay, okay, that's fair. Um, I, and, it, and it's not that I'm completely dissonant. Like I liked Ms. Marvel the show like yeah. much more than I thought I would. Um, and I'm in- intrigued to see where that story goes because mm-hmm. they left it on quite a cliffhanger. Yes. Uh, it's just, it's, it's not one of the top desires, I guess. Under- understandable. You Your know. number six. My number six is Aquaman two. That's <laughs> my number five. Okay. Uh, and p- <laughs> part of it, like they just is the same with, uh, some of these other ones is like, they, nothing's going to really happen. Like last night, yeah. like, from what I've heard, he's, he, um, I can't remember his name. Jason uh, Momoa. Jason Momoa might be Lobo. Right. So he's still going to be in there, just not as Aquaman. And no. they, I don't even know if they'll have an Aquaman. Who knows? But regardless. All right. Uh, what was your, I'm sorry, what was your number six? My number six was Marvels. The Marvels. Okay. And then number, my number four, five was Aquaman. So what's your number five? Uh, Shazam, Fury of Gods, sir. Shazam. That's my number three. Okay. Interesting. Uh, again, it, it falls back into my lifelong love of mythology and, and the tie-ins there. So. All right, so then number four, Ant Man and Wasp, Quantum Mania, Quantum Mania, yes. So yes, I think there's enough uh, the taffy to pull there to get some compelling stories out of it, but it's also not one of the most sought after, most most inter- intriguing to me. And and we we get to see more of King the Conqueror, or I shouldn't say more, we get to see King the Conqueror, so we ha- technically haven't seen him yet. I thought you were gonna be like, and hey, we get to see more of uh, Evangelino Lily and a beginner. I don't know. Never mind. Sure, sure. All right, number three. My mine was Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Oh, your number three is Shazam. Mine's Blue Beetle. That's my number two. Okay, nice, nice. That means uh, your number two is The Flash. Nope, my number two is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume. That's 3. my number one. Okay, I and my number one is The Flash. <laughs> you crazy like, bastard! That, we're, we're on complete opposite ends of the spectrum with that. Yeah, move. but no. Here's the thing: that it, I it went back and forth between Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three and The Flash. I just I, I had the Flash as my number one because of what I've said, what I've uh, what I've heard, at least what the rumor is about what's going to happen in that movie. We haven't seen, and, and plus we haven't had. I know we've had a Flash TV show, but we haven't had a Flash movie. Uh, and I remember, God, it ha- I want to say, not no joking, 10, 15 years ago, watching a very short teaser for a Flash movie. Now it might have been a fan made one. Um, because it was when your internet was like low quality, uh, so you kind of get away with it. But I don't get me wrong; I'm still going to absolutely love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three because I've already talked about how great James Gunn is, and and talk about like the ending of a story. Yeah, and they will actually have closure. Like you mentioned, are they going to have closure? And are they they sh- they should have closure and like the rest of them, Aquaman and stuff like that. I don't think they will. Because they can't go back and fix a lot of the stuff that, exactly. that's happened under, you know. You're not going to get Jason Momoa back into Aquaman shape. No, no. 
No, I don't know. That's that's an unfair thing to say to somebody who keeps in far better shape than I do. <laughs> Sam, he, he, even even like if he's like, oh, I I haven't worked out in in a couple of weeks, I'm like, you still look great. We talked to uh, I know we talked a couple of weeks ago about that Slumberland movie that he's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. All right, we don't have to uh, rehash okay. that. So yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is the most anticipated movie that I'm looking forward to in 2023. Um, should be a hell of a time. Absolutely. So. Mike, we did it. Yes. We we put the pedal to the metal and we rushed through mm-hmm. our most anticipated movies of 2023 and getting out of this uh, uh, episode in under two hours. I'm proud of us, sir. Yes. You're a hell of an individual. I'm, I tried. I'm damn glad I got to see you this week too, buddy. Yes, indeed. I got so some we, Christmas cookies. Yeah. And I got to watch you iron pants. Yes. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good, a good time was had by all. So uh, listen, everybody, uh, it, hopefully you get this on New Year's Eve uh, and, and you are responsible and safe on your New Year's Eve night. Everybody have a happy and a healthy 2023. For the co-host of the year, Mike Luther, I'm Greg Mahachko for Nerds United, a Jittery Monkey podcast. We, we remind you each and every week and year to be kind. And rewind. You know, I swear one of these days that minute is just going to it's just going to cut us off because I always oh you oh you have it. Oh, you put it down to this. Okay, well, (laughs) good luck, folks. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. (laughs) 